Hello, and welcome to the Parental Advisory Movie Podcast. We are your hosts, Jeff Hall and Patrick Terry. We're two dads with a love for movies. Join us as we discuss movies we have seen with our kids, as well as movies we have seen without them. Hey, Patrick, how's it going today? Pretty good, Jeff. How are you? I'm well. I'm well. It's uh, sun's out, so, you know, and it's trying to be spring. How about that? Right. It's a nice heard, change. <laughs> yeah, I heard the birds chirping. I, I, uh, I think it was Saturday. I said, I looked out. I go, Grayson, you hear that? She peeked out the door. Birds yeah. chirping and singing and everything. I said, that right there, which, you know, spring's on its way. Yeah. I said, when the birds sound happy, that's a good sign. It starts <laughs> to be like a regular old Disney movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'm waiting for, the, waiting for the other rest of the animals to come in and clean the house. <laughs> Until then, uh, very thankful. Um, yesterday, um, Grayson desperately needed to clean her room, and York, being the awesome big brother that he is, tried. To, she kind of threw a fit about the fact that she was going to have to clean her own room, and that I wasn't going to do it for her. Yeah, and um, was kind of throwing a little bit of a fit. York, actually, I could hear York go upstairs and start cleaning her room, and so I was like, I think he's cleaning her room. So I went upstairs. I go. Buddy, I know that's it's like I, that's really sweet what you're trying to do, but that's not teaching her anything. Right. I said she needs to be cleaning her own room. That's really sweet that you're trying to help. She's the one that needs to do this. However, if she when she comes up to clean her room, if you decide you want to help her, then that's right. fine. But don't do it for her. True. Because otherwise she's not learning anything. So, and they did. They both cleaned her room together and like got along and it was it was crazy it was like nine o'clock in the morning i'm like my work's done for today i have created magic in this house (laughs) (laughs) i've managed to get them to clean a room and get along at the same time i said i don't know if this will ever happen again but i'm gonna enjoy it while i can (laughs) i appreciate that (laughs) so yeah it was uh it was awesome and they managed to get along for the majority of the rest of the day. And I was thankful for that. So, yeah. So, here we go. Um, Grayson had an awesome time in her competition. We're waiting on results to get posted. Because mm-hmm. uh, we basically did our block and then we left. So, one day trip to Chattanooga and came back. York had a good time. He was did a good job uh, cheering, on for, cheering his sister on and... And uh, enjoyed some of the other older girls' dances. Uh, like me, he was—he's a fan of their uh, hip, of the uh, team's hip hop routines. Yeah, I think that's our favorites. Um, but yeah, and had a really good time. Came back, made a day trip out of it. Boom. So just waiting on that. And um, that's about it. And then we watched a. Uh, we watched a movie York's been looking forward. Actually, I've kind of been looking forward to watch with him uh, based on a video game that he's been playing on Xbox. We'll get to that um, here in a little bit. Yeah. And uh, yeah, otherwise, good, you know, good week, good weekend. So hopefully the weather kicks, you know, sticks with it. Right. Um, we'll go from there, man. Uh, Critics' Choice Awards were last night. Um, nothing really too surprising. Um our past guest, uh, Rod Lurie, uh, 
him and Rita Wilson were nominated for Best Original Song. Uh, did not win, unfortunately, but they were nominated. So that was awesome that the movie got some sort of recognition for at least one award show. True. Uh, but, yeah, otherwise, kind of who whoever you thought was going to win won. Uh, this time, Maria Bakalova actually did win for Supporting Actress. So good on her. Uh, Sudeikis won for Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso won Best Comedy. And um, I can't think of her name, but one of the Supporting Actresses also won for Ted Lasso. So all good things. So, oh, Palm Springs won Best Comedy uh, this time. Good. So, <laughs> yes. That's what I thought, too. So Yay. Somebody got it right. Right? I know, right? I was so happy. I was like, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So the critics the critics voted for that. So, awesome. That's, yeah, that's about it. Um, yeah. Yep. <clears throat> well, a pretty decent week. Um, spent a lot of time trying to do some more reading. So, okay. I'm through book 10, almost, of... Um, this Vampire Huntress book series I've been trying to catch back up on. Okay. And I uh, got two chapters left. Yeah. And then two books left. Okay. Um, um, of course, this week we had, well, last week we had the uh, WandaVision finale. Yeah. And um, yesterday I went, I spent, pretty. that's pretty much my Sunday. I went back and binged the whole thing from right. beginning to end. And um, yeah, I mean, it, it is much better binging it instead of having mm-hmm. to wait week to week but right. um my at going back and watching my favorite episode was episode three when Wanda was pregnant that whole episode okay. i just right. i don't know i just enjoyed it you know just i laughed just smiled a lot watching it and then um yeah because at first the, the like like the last three i really liked but going back mm-hmm. three was the one that kind of stood out more for me okay um but overall i think it was a, it was a good series you know Got to flesh out the characters, Wanda and yep. Vision. So that, that was that was good. So and hopefully it spawned so many new memes and I love that so much. Yes. So and <laughs> if for nothing, and, uh, if for no other reason it is it has brought forth some new memes for everybody to use. Right. So. And I feel it kind of set the bar for what's to come. So I don't wanna I wouldn't want to follow this. <laughs> it's gonna be hard. Right. But, it's gonna um, be hard, but hey, I have faith because uh, yeah. Falcon Winter Soldier not this Friday, but next Friday. I mean, I think it'll be it'll do the same. Like it'll flesh out their characters more, and you know, be um, I guess uh, advertisement for what's happening next in the MCU. Yes, as all Marvel properties do. You know, right. so <laughs> you, you know you expect that. And then um, I think this week is like a behind the scenes for it's, yeah, WandaVision. making of making yeah. of uh, Division. See if they have any little Easter eggs in that, also. (laughs) Right, that'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Um, I I enjoyed the finale. I. It's not that I wanted more from it because uh, I already knew, you know, it was going to be what it was going to be. Yeah. But it. I don't know. I I wanted more. Like I wanted more from the supporting cast <laughs> like i wanted them in it more and yeah. i just didn't feel like they did so much to bring them in to and they add it because the supporting cast i feel added so much to this show was everything from the villain you know the well the two villains i guess you could say the magical villain and the 
sword villain. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know. Um <clears throat> that, you know, and I you really if you weren't already um if you weren't already a huge fan of Darcy Lewis from the Thor movies, then I think this might have convinced you. Yeah. And for sure. Yeah, and Jimmy Woo's character is just yeah, it's so good, and you just kind of want its own spinoff. I feel like, you know, if they had had one more episode, it would have helped. Like, I think so. Not too. to not to say the last episode wasn't bad. It was right. not. It's just they could have fleshed out some things more by having a tenth episode, and then, you know, maybe I mean they did tie up loose ends. They still had some kind of dangling. Still have but several questions, but but um, yeah, I mean. I'm not surprised with how the way it went. Me either. You just you know you just want more. <laughs> that's all. Just want that's more. That's all it is, and that's a sign of a good show. Yeah. Yeah. When you want more, and I kind of you posted about it, and I said, well, you know, it's. I said this show tied up loose ends the way Lost, <laughs> the <laughs> the season fin- or the series finale of Lost tied up loose ends, where you got a few answers but never enough that you, you still left with yeah not all of them and you still have more questions that never yeah. got answered and that's. I think been most people's biggest gripe about Lost. Um, I'm still trying to get Ruth to watch it because I know she'll love it when she does watch it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'd love to rewatch it. Um, but yeah, it. I, I think it. It. Uh, so when you know after having watched all of Lost and then watching this, where there's you know it's just so much mystery and so many questions. When they don't all get answered, I'm not completely bummed out because I'm just like, yeah, I mean, I'm kind of used to it now. <laughs> just, yeah. Would I like for it to? Sure, but if if it doesn't happen, it's okay because that doesn't mean they won't. They may not get answered later on in a right. different Marvel property. Exactly. It, it it'll just be, be like, oh, it'll be that Leo DiCaprio meme. It'll yeah. Be like, oh, I, I, I get that, re- that. <laughs> Or or the Captain America meme of, I get that reference. Right. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, I mean, there, I there was. There was one thing that I figured out after watching it again. I'm like, oh, that's who that was. Um, so, you know, rewatching, I noticed some things before. Um, but yeah, like each episode, I kind of, I wish like the last episode had been like over an hour. That should have been their hour plus episode. Yep. If you're not going to have 10 episodes, just make your last one longer. Yeah. You know? But it did feel like we got three movies in this, you know, it's just episodic mm-hmm. form. Right. So I was like, Cool. Yep. Beggars can't be choosers. <laughs> we could just not be getting it at all. <laughs> and then, you know, I was um, heard that some, you know, of course, the COVID-19 kind of affected some things during right. the last episode. So, mm-hmm. you know, of course, that's always rearing its head. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, let's see. What else? Did I, I, I watched the most recent episode of Walking Dead. Okay. That was more of a Daryl story, if you're familiar with the character. And then I'll try to catch up on some Rick and Morty because I hadn't oh, okay. finished all of season three and I didn't know there was a fourth season. So got a lot to go there. <laughs> but um, yeah. And of course, like I said, I'm finishing. I've been doing a lot of reading this week. So, yeah. but good week. Good. Good. I watched uh, Your Honor, which is uh, the Brian Cranston show that's on Showtime. Uh, basically, his son hits somebody on a motorcycle, uh, or hits, you know, basically a 
young adult on a motorcycle who, when you, when it's shown, it looks like the motorcycle, I mean, because he was distracted trying to reach for his inhaler. Mm-hmm. And so it looks like, to me, it looks like the motorcycle hit the car. Like, it didn't look like the car went over to the other side. It looked like the motorcycle was just going too fast and hit the car. Right. Nonetheless, dude, get, dude on the motorcycle gets ejected and... Looks like his head hits the back, like the back of his neck hits. Well, I guess that's, yeah, I guess that's where the neck is. Anyways, the neck hits the uh, hits the curb, mm. and so the kid's dying. Meanwhile, the the son's trying to find. Still, you know, you could hear him having an asthmatic attack, but also trying to render aid. Right. And it's just it's a hard scene to watch, kind of. Um, yeah. And then there's that part like does he call it in or does he what does he do he panics and he drives off well it turns out the son is the son of brian cranston who's a judge uh in new orleans the kid that died or the person that died because he's like early 20s i want to say the person that died is like the son of like the you know new orleans gangster or whatever mob boss whatever you want to call it yeah so who's got his hands into everything and then it's all about trying to cover it up and all the things that happen in between. <clears throat> I, I actually enjoyed it. I can see why Cranston got dom- nominated for his Golden Globe for mm-hmm. uh, Best Actor in a drama, Limited Drama Series or something like that. Because um, the acting is very well done. The story's not bad. I just hated the Indian was kind of... To me, the Indian was... It was fitting, but also it seemed like almost like a cop-out. But... Yeah. Oh, well. I was like, oh, this is the end. All right. I guess not, no more. I'm looking at the time. There's like 15. I was like, this is like a one. I'm like looking for the police standby. Yeah. Like, there's, I was like, well, there's like 10 minutes still left in this. Right. I was like, I know we ain't got like, I know there's not like 10 minutes of credits. What kind of crap is this? I don't know. It's the end. I'm like, well, what happens to, you know, like, then speaking of having like more questions when it's over. I yeah. think I have more questions at the end of this series than I did at WandaVision. <laughs> I'm like, so why do we spend so much time on X, Y, and Z if we're not going to get any day new more? You know, yeah, yeah. Any closure on it. It's bullshit. <laughs> I was so mad. I was you so mad at the end way. of that. <laughs> yeah, I was like, this is some... Oh, so mad. But, I mean, you know, what are you going to do, I guess? So we just roll with it, I guess. It's true. Oh, well, that's what I've been watching this week. All right, man, let's get into it. You're up first. All righty. <clears throat> so I started off, I, I watched the new Tom, the latest Tom and Jerry movie, or newest Tom and Jerry movie. The, um, the Tom and Jerry movie. The, I don't think there's a yeah, latest. The, I think it's the Tom and Jerry okay, movie. Okay, the movie. <laughs> uh, so it came out February 26th of this year, hour 41. Uh, runtime. It was directed by Tim Story. So per IMDb, this is an adaptation of the classic Hanna-Barbera property, which reveals how Tom and Jerry first meet and form their rivalry. So uh, stars Chloe Grace Moretz, <clears throat> Michael Pena, uh, Rob Delaney, Colin Jost, uh, Ken Jeong, or Doctor, right? Doctor Ken's Dr. always Ken. been everything. Yeah. Doctor Ken says no has Dr. Ken says yes to everything offered to him more than Nick Cage does. 
That's saying something. Who'd, who would have thought? <laughs> Who'd have thunk? Or The Rock, I guess, for that matter. True. All right. And, and All then, right. um, okay. then V Sharda. So, basically, uh, Chloe plays Kayla, who's kind of, I guess you can say, like a drifter. But she's trying to get a job at this nice, fancy hotel. Uh, she runs into Tom, who's chasing Jerry. And Tom and Jerry are basically trying to find some place to live. Okay. Tom's in, in 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 the park. He's playing music on his Casio keyboard, which is a real keyboard. So you got this cartoon character carrying a real life keyboard. It was a little weird, um, but he's playing music. Uh, Jerry comes in, tries to help him out, but of course Tom doesn't like that, <laughs> and they get the chasing, fighting, and doing their thing. And in the middle of it, he literally runs into Kayla, who you know, it's like, hey, watch where you're going, you know. Normal thing. Right. But uh, she goes for this interview, and there's someone else there for this interview who's a little more qualified. And she kind of manipulates the situation to get her out of the picture. And then she takes her resume, which, you know, she kind of halfway denies it being hers, but just goes with it because the receptionist is so impressed by what she sees. Like, oh, yeah, we can get get you that interview real quick. And so... She basically gets the job off of false pretenses of being someone else that she's not. And then Michael Pena's character, Terrence, he kind of suspects something, but he goes with it. Um, and then you've got um, <clears throat> Rob Delaney. I was like, oh, man, I know who that is. I was like, that's Peter from, from Deadpool. <laughs> and <Yep>. um, <laughs> so, <laughs> but, um, just saw the you ad. know, huh? <laughs> I just the saw ad. the ad. Right. <laughs> and um, so, you know, he's very impressed with the resume and he questions nothing and just immediately hires her because they're trying to get extra staff for this big wedding between Ben and Prita. So I guess I think they're like big reality TV stars. So that's the big event for that hotel. And so she's in to try to help plan all of this. And then, of course, you got uh, Jerry. Tom's trying to get into the hotel to get Jerry. Jerry moves in. He's got a decorated place, so he's going around the hotel just gathering random things. And he has this little little bag, a little sack that he carries with him. I was thinking like it's like some kind of magical sack because he's putting things in it that shouldn't even fit. And he just keeps adding to it, adding to it, adding to it. I'm like, is there not a bottom to it? <laughs> you know. Right. Very, you know, cartoony yes. type stuff. But um in the midst of that, he takes um Prita's ring. And, of course, later on, it becomes a big thing because, you know, you're about to get married. You got the ring missing. How are you going to retrieve it? Gotcha. But, um, you know, Tom and Jerry, of course, they can't. They just, when they see each other, it's on site. They got to do their thing. <laughs> and they, they just make a mess of things. Well, Jerry makes a mess of things because, you know, it's a mouse in the hotel. You can't have that. Nope. And so Kayla actually hires uh, Tom to try to help her get rid of Jerry and you know and also try to plan this big wedding so that's a lot the conflict um, for me I didn't really care for the movie um, I even tried to look at it from the perspective of okay this is a family movie this is for kids mm-hmm. but I just I just for me I just wouldn't think that you know, even kids. I mean, it's kind of, it's entertaining to a degree, but right, it's not like the cartoon. You know, it's not like the animated. And um, all the animals in this are animated. So you got Spike, dog, 
they even have a little droopy cameo later. Uh, but every animal that they Aww. display is is um, is animated. The birds. They even go to one of those fish markets. I thought, okay, well, the fish here that'd be that'd be real. But no, they're animated. And yeah. um, so it was it was cool how they integrated the animation of the animals with the actual human beings walking around. So I'm, I was impressed with that. But uh, just overall, it wasn't it wasn't that great for me to me. Okay. But, you know, it's on HBO Max. So if you've got HBO Max. You know, yeah. check it out. I just don't know. I wouldn't. I don't know if it would be like a red yeah. box rental. But um, yeah. Okay. So after watching that, I was trying to find like a palate cleanser, as we all do. <laughs> after watching the movie, we're like, <laughs> oh, boy. So I decided to watch Honest Thief with Liam Neeson. Okay. Because so, that's yeah. You know, yeah. So this actually <laughs> came out. <laughs> You know, this actually came out last year on August 16th, uh, has a runtime of an hour and 39 minutes, directed by Mark Williams, and it stars Liam Neeson, uh, Kate Walsh, Robert Patrick, uh, Anthony Ramos, Jeffrey Donovan, and uh, Jay Courtney. So this is basically follows... um, So, wanting to lead an honest life, a notorious bank robber turned himself in, only to be double-crossed by two ruthless FBI agents. So, this is one of the movies that I believe was released in theaters when Regal Theaters were open, and it was one that I was like, oh, maybe I'll go see it. But I never made it. I just never felt comfortable going. Yeah. Or... I think they actually shut down theaters again by the time this was supposed to come out also. Oh, okay. But, um, so after spending 12 years of robbing banks and accumulating $9 million, um, Tom Dolan is, you know, I mean, he's a, like a, say what? (laughs) So is that Mickey's brother? (laughs) Oh, that's Dolan's. Never mind. Sorry. Um, monkeys. So he's seeking out, a storage to rent out and okay. he basically falls for the, the employee and he falls for her and they date for a year. And during this whole year, he hasn't robbed a bank, anything, you know, he's just been her boyfriend, you know? And so he's falling for her to the point where he wants them to live together. So he even takes her to a house that he's trying to, to buy for them. But in this, you know, he has this, this, this dark cloud hanging over him. Like mm-hmm. I've robbed, I've robbed these banks and his nickname is the in and out burglar, <laughs> the in and out, <laughs> you know, trademark issues there. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Um, so he feels like to clear his conscience. Sorry. I'm picturing, I'm picturing the hamburger, but with ne- William Neeson's face. <laughs> Cause That's it's big. the in and out hamburger. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so much wrong with it. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> so he basically wants to clear his conscience. And so he has this idea. I'm going to call the FBI and turn myself in. So he wants to turn himself in and return the money that he apparently hadn't spent. Yeah. Okay. So he calls in, lets them know, like, hey, I'm the in and out burglar. Yeah. And. And it just so happens there's been other people calling in making that same claim. <laughs> so they don't believe it. They just put up. A... 
So I'm like, so there's literally other people trying to confess to this same thing. Uh, like, all right, of course. So, so he talks to Agent Sam Baker, who just kind of, you know, lets him know, like, hey, you're one of many people that called and said the ooh, same thing. Ooh. Is he the? Is he part of the FB FB Fry guys? The <laughs> FBI FB Fry guys. Sorry, unfortunately not. Okay, unfortunately not. I had to. <laughs> So he basically hands it off to um, <clears throat> Agent Ramon uh, Hall. Hey, it might be a cousin. It might <laughs> Ramon be. Hall. And um, Agent John Nivens. So he, he just hands it off to them, tells them to handle it. And so they go to meet up with Tom. And he basically tells them the story. Like, look, I met this woman. I fell in love. I want to be honest, live an honest life. But I can't move forward having this over my head. So I'm willing to turn myself in, give back the money. And the only conditions he has is that he's placed in a minimum security facility, um, reduced sentence to two years, and he's in a place that has daily visitation. That's all he wants, you know. And, of course, they don't believe him. They're like, yeah, sure, you got $9 million, whatever. So, he, you know... He gives them access to a storage that has money there. And so they get this mm-hmm. idea. Hey, why don't we just keep the money and then we can take him out? <laughs> so as they show in the trailer, <coughs> Sam Baker finally decides to follow up on this case. And he also heads to the hotel where, where Tom is. And this happens to be around the time that they're trying to do their, their double turn. So he gets shot in the process. And mm-hmm. so they're, they're basically about to pin this on Tom keep this money and do their thing. But what they did, what they never expected, Tom is an ex-Marine. <laughs> of course. Of yeah. course he is. <laughs> so, you know, so it's a little bit harder to take him out because of his set skills. <laughs> special, one might say a special set of skills. Yeah, okay. special set of skills. <laughs> I feel like I've heard that somewhere in the Liam Neeson movie. <laughs> and he also spent some time on the phone talking about how I'm going to come after you. And I was, I was like, what movie am I watching? <laughs> Right, but uh, it was it was entertaining, to say the least. Um, That's all we asked, right? Yeah, it it was much better than what I'd watched previously. Time of year, like okay, thank you, you accomplished your job there. Um, <laughs> but it's just I, a lot. Of, I mean, it's not a lot of action in this, but the action yeah. that's there, I'm just like Liam, you don't need to do this anymore. Don't do this type of stuff. Because there was there were, <laughs> there was a scene where he was running from one of the agents. And he was he's running from Baker's partner and okay. he ducks down this alley and there's a wait, fence. Wait, wait, you said Baker's partner, right? Yeah. There's a lot of food references. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> um so this he ducks down man, a- his accomplice. <laughs> <laughs> Bakers and fries. Uh, See? <laughs> it's entertaining his own. <laughs> but um so he ducks down an alley and there's a gate. And they're expecting me to believe that by the time <laughs> that by the time he gets to the um, to the alley, the agent that Liam has scaled this this gate quickly because they show him run down the alley, and dude's not that far behind him. And so the next shot is Tom dropping down from the gate. I'm like, no, nah. he'd still be like halfway trying to crawl over if this was real. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but again entertaining yep um so 
Yeah, I mean, it's Liam Neeson. It's basically like a Taken-ish type movie in a way. Just not his daughter. <laughs> right. Well, no, uh, that, if he had one, her name would be Patty Cakes. Yeah. Because so, it would be Baker's man. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, That's amazing. <laughs> the jokes just write themselves, bro. Really. They do, yeah. But um, but yeah, it was it was, overall it was it was I thought I liked it. Um, it may not have been the best thing, but it yeah. it, it accomplished the job that I wanted hey. it to do, which is just be entertained. Nothing yeah. more, nothing less. That's it. It's which not brings... it's not about saying it's not going for award season. No, <laughs> it's not that. It's just one of those you put on while you're doing other things. Yep. So the poster, uh, <laughs> as, I'm, as I'm staring at the poster, I'm like, I think this is the same poster for the commuter, except he has a gun in this poster. But it's essentially, they just tilted the picture a little bit, and then at a, like a slant angle, put a gun in his hands, and then, yeah. But that's what it looks like. <laughs> oh, man. All right. And then, I guess, the main event from my side. The um, feature. The both feature of the week. Feature of the week that we both watched. Yep. Uh, coming to America. Coming to, two, as in number, number two. Numeral two. Yes. Numeral two America. Oh, um, came out this Friday, March 5th. Hour and 50 minutes. And directors Craig Brewer, but they also list John Landis, who was the original director of the first. So I don't know if he was like consultant. Or, you know, was paying homage. But, uh, so I'm not sure how much involvement he had. Right. But, um, basically, this stars the entire original cast minus four that they didn't bring back. Uh, but new additions, you have Kiki Lane, who plays Mika, who's uh, Akeem's daughter, oldest daughter. Wesley Snipes as General Izzy. <clears throat> Jermaine Fowler, who plays Lavelle Johnson. The whole time watching the movie, I thought it was Johnson, but it's Johnson. Johnson. J-U-N. Yeah, S-E-N. Yeah. 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 Uh, Until I looked it up, I go, nope, that's not it. Yeah. Uh, Leslie Jones plays uh, Lavelle's mother, Mary, which is interesting. Never mind. Yes. (laughs) Uh, Tracy Morgan plays Uncle Reem. You have, oh, here we go. Uh, Namzamo Mbatha, Mbatha, who plays uh, Marembe. Bella Murphy, Eddie's daughter, plays Oma. And then we have uh, Morgan Freeman playing himself. (laughs) Morgan Freeman as Morgan Freeman. The hardest role of his life. Yeah. (laughs) And and don't forget, don't forget Rick Ross playing the commander. The commander of uh, General Izzy's. The dude with the thick beard. It's basically Rick Ross without sunglasses. Is I mean it's actually Rick Ross. He just doesn't have his sunglasses on. I missed that. <laughs> um now I guess he looks that different to me. Yeah. That's <laughs> I didn't I didn't pick up on that. That's cool though. Um but here we are, thirty plus years later. Uh Prince Akeem is basically soon to become king. But he also, he learns that he has a son in America, and he goes to retrieve him, to groom him to become the new heir in training, to be the next prince. Um, <clears throat> it, this movie does lean heavy on nostalgia, 
of the original movie, which is good, you know. Um, so, basically, the scene is, of course, his dad is ill on his deathbed, and which means Akeem's going to become king. Yep. The problem is, Akeem only has daughters, so when he's in this same position, he has no heir. Yep. You know, so the challenge there is, you know, I mean, he's got three daughters. His oldest has basically pr- um, trained her whole life to assume the role of queen. But due to tradition, the only way that she would become queen is if she marries a prince of another land and becomes queen of that land. Right. But, you know, it's like, I've lived here my whole life. Why should I be queen somewhere else when exactly and I should be here? But just so happens, Akeem learns he has a son in America, in Queens. And the scene where they show where this happened, it was cool. Like, I was like, okay, this is a flashback. So this added scenes, how are they going to play this off? And so it's like they kind of dipped in the Marvel's bag of, of uh, <laughs> you know, the aging, mm-hmm. the makeup. I was, I was, I mean, you could tell, but it was, it was good. It was, it was pretty good. Oh, how they, how they did that. I was just yeah. like, all right. I was looking at it going, I think, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm like, is this like some bonus footage that they didn't? Right, that they didn't have and just had some extra footage going on? Yeah, now they just put it in here, like, yeah, all along, this is what happened. So now we get to exactly. use it. So we'll just but um, it. I was impressed. And uh, so basically, he gets taken advantage of, to say the least. To say the least. Um, yeah. And um, and the woman he's with, which happened before he met Lisa. So this is yep. way before were, all that. Yeah. When they were out and, club. <laughs> Yeah, out clubbing and I, it was cool seeing that scene too. Yeah. Um, but you know, he has a son, so he must go to Queens and retrieve him so he can take his rightful place as prince. Um, <laughs> the funniest moments were you know when they went the first place they went of course was the first place they went when they first got there originally the barber shop and everything there was funny like. I laughed the most with those characters. And it's like, it was cool to see Eddie Murphy and Arsenio Hall playing these characters again. And I was just like, man, I would think the people in this barbershop there, you know, they should they should be dead. <laughs> but um, I, I was watching another review and it's like, no, it's like this barbershop has some kind of cosmic energy that keeps them, <laughs> keeps them young or whatever, preserves them. So I was right. like, okay, that's, that's a good way to look at it. But um, <clears throat> so he does bring his son back to <clears throat> to Zamunda, and um, he can't just be a prince. He has to pass, go through the training, pass the trials, and everything to make it make it right. Well, back to Queens, you know, they, 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 Akeem comes, retrieve his son. Of course, they're not completely convinced that this is even right a thing, you know. Yeah. Until of course, Simi's suitcase of money <laughs> drops. Well, like, oh, and has his face on it. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. okay. You know, yeah, we could do this. We could do that. <laughs> and uh, they go back, and it was cool that we got to see more of Zamunda here. And, you know, it was like a reverse. We saw a lot of Queens, New York, in the first one here. We got to see more of their homeland. Right. <clears throat> um, it's kind of a kind of a rehash of the original, but with some twists. You know. It's just revert, kind of putting people in different positions. Akeem is now his father's position, and Lavelle is in the position of Akeem, where 
you know, he has an arranged marriage, just like Hakeem did in the first one. And the thing behind that is he has to have an heir. Otherwise, uh, King uh, General Izzy, played by Rusty Snipes, you know, going to take him out. Next door wind (laughs) or something like that? It was Some, like next next door land, but you know, next <laughs> yeah. door or something like that. I was like, "That's pretty funny. That's so lazy writing, but yet so funny at the same time." <laughs> right. Um, I thought Wesley Snipes was pretty funny. Like he brought a lot of energy. Great. Yeah. And, and then even though it's not like a lot of action with him in it, I was like, "Man, just let him be Blade." <laughs> yeah. I know. Just, just, just come on, just or let him be like something important in that movie because right. he can still he can still do the action. He still he looks I don't know. You know, yeah, Marvel does kind of hold those little little tidbits. Yeah. They try to keep that stuff secret. Yep. But um <clears throat> I, I really liked him well and I liked him in uh, My Name is Dolomite too. Yes. I thought Wesley Snaps was awesome in that too. Yeah. He's a bright spot in that as well. Yeah. Um but yeah, I mean like just seeing the original cast like Lisa I mean, it's, it, everybody. Uh, James Earl Jones. You know, of course, they had a couple of characters that they that they did bring back. Uh, Lisa's sister, Patrice, played by Allison Dean, wasn't a, wasn't in this. Oh, yeah. Um, sure. It's possible that it was scheduling conflicts because she's working on a TV movie. which was shooting around the same time as this, so it's Ooh, possible. A TV it movie? Like a movie made for TV. Yeah. So she's, she, she's shooting something for TV, and I, yeah. I guess it was scheduling conflicts. Gotcha. Possibly. Could be why. And then Eric LaSalle's Daryl Jinks, which I never knew his last oh, name. Yeah, yeah. He was he wasn't in this because you know the last movie they showed him so coming cool. into her room and you know it's kind of hinted that maybe they decided they, they got together. Yeah. You know, so it would have been cool to see if that actually happened. But um and then Queen Aeolion, played by Madge Sinclair. Right. Fortunately she passed away from Leukemia in ninety five, so of course they couldn't bring her back but they did have pictures in the background yep uh, and they referenced her in the movie yes so they did turned out to be kind of the key plot uh key the thing to help turn things around in the third act yeah yeah the reference of her so but um you know exactly saying martha (laughs) what do you mean (laughs) not exactly that but i mean it's still played a vital role yes um it was better than I was thinking because you know I was like you know this is a sequel that we didn't necessarily need, or but but it, it was somebody well, did somebody did <laughs> otherwise somebody, well yeah Eddie Murphy did yeah but, um, <laughs> Eddie Murphy and definitely Arsenio Hall did but I mean I feel like it was it was well done like they they could have really took this it could have been really of, bad they, they could have went an ignorant route with it I mean there was so much there what they could have done it yeah but they still paid homage to the original, stayed in the same line. It was basically just saying, here it is 30 years later. We'll see where, where we're at. Yeah. yeah. If you liked if you liked that, you're going to like this. And that's kind of, I think, the growing consensus yeah. of at least people that I know of what, that have watched it so far. Um, basically, if you like this one, you're going to like, if you like the original, you're going to like this one uh, as well, except it's going to be PG-13 and not rated R, so more, it can yeah. reach more of an audience. True. When it's you know it's Amazon Studios, so so he, this brought up a question which I posted on our Facebook <clears throat> group page. Mm-hmm. What movie were you? Because I when I saw the original, I was way too young to see the original. Yeah. Because <laughs> the original was rated R, and I think I was twelve or so when it came out. 
maybe if I'm if it was I was like what that old, 88. Was it 88? I, I can't remember. I think it was 88. And... Well, it's on on HBO at my dad's. So, um, yeah. So I was far too young to watch that. Um, yeah. But it's one of those movies, though. We watched all the time, like my brother and I. My brother was even, you know, almost almost three years younger than me. Yeah. Far too young to be watching that. And yeah, I was I was eight at the time that it came out, but I I think I watched it maybe a couple years later for the first time. But yeah, you know, it, we laughed. <laughs> we laughed about it. You know, we laughed at all the things we probably shouldn't laugh about because yes. you know they said certain things here and there. But it. Uh, but I absolutely love. Like I, there's just you cannot beat the barbershop scenes no. in that movie. Because you know what, <laughs> I would pay for. <clears throat> I would pay to watch thirty minute episodes of just the barbershop scenes. Yes. Just very different, various different people. Uh, you know, various different people coming through and they just, you know, or, you know what, even just have celebrities come into the barbershop and it's just Arsenio and Eddie Murphy's characters in the barbershop riffing on whoever's coming into the barbershop. Like, I would pay to watch that. Either. I mean, like in this like one. A little six episode <clears throat> series of that. Yeah, that would be cool. Because, I mean, he, like, I King literally just walked into the barbershop and he's like, hey, idiot, idiot mean. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I was like, Damn, hey, he just just walk hey, in. It's Kinte, hey, it's Kinte and his brother Ebola. Like, yes, damn, dude. <laughs> Bro, like I was they, rolling. I was rolling on that. I was like, they literally just walked in. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, look who it is. Uh, oh shit, I was yeah, I I was rolling during all those, and you know, to this day, my brother and I will still recite the whole Rocky Marciano bit from the yeah. original. Like that's our favorite parts in the movie are just the barbershop ones, where they're just <clears throat> each other's balls on who the greatest boxer is. Yeah. And it turns out, so I read that uh, that you know the guy that played Lavelle, uh, Jermaine Fowler, who is a stand-up comedian, uh, you know, as a child he would leave, he would record the coming to America's uh, barbershop scenes to his family's answering machine so that the old men's <laughs> banter would be heard anytime someone called the house. I was like, that's amazing. I I think I actually did that, but I actually took it from the movie. Like the, the end scene where you tell us the joke about taste the soup. Yeah. You know, I, I I remember I had that recorded on our answer machine, uh that on the phone line my brother and I had. Uh, but I also then again I also had Samuel L. Jackson from Pulp Fiction on there too at one point. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it is what it is. Um <laughs> but yeah no it's i this movie is so i thought it was a lot of fun mm-hmm. considering what all i <laughs> considering everything else I, this and this came out during the perfect time i mean yes what better time to have just a fun movie i mean no I mean, you just let it wash over you and just have fun watching it right and just to have a fun movie on that you don't have to like it's not super serious because i mean you know, as if there's not enough going on in the world, much less in movies, because movies are kind of, you know, it's award season, so all the serious kind of depressing movies are are coming on right now. Right. And so it's a uh, all the serious depressing movies are coming on right now. So it's you know it's a uh, not a whole lot of I guess joy I guess you could say <laughs> coming out. So it's you're kind of it kind of sucks the you know when you 
or at least for me, for me when I watch these movies, because I'm trying to, you know, try and watch as many of them as I can, a lot of them are pretty serious, and it's, you kind of get stuck watching those, so it's nice to have this to fall back on to watch, because, again, you kind of need a palate cleanser, especially right. for me for the past couple of weeks from the movies I've been watching. <laughs> and, you know, it's, uh, you know, so being able to watch this, I was very happy to. I was like, this is going to be great because I'm going to have something fun to watch it and not super serious, you know, or dark or, right. you know, stuff like that. It'll be very lighthearted and fun. And it was. And I I really enjoyed it. You know, and it is. It's Is it the best comedy? No, but it's, it is fun. It's entertaining. And it is, I mean, it, and it is funny. It's not like it's just bad jokes that aren't landing. Like, it's, you know, I've been very... You know, now when I see Eddie Murphy in a movie, I get excited again, like yeah. I used to when I was younger. You know, during during the eighties and early nineties. During the prime days. Yeah, before Disney sucked the life out of him, and you know he had to go find his soul somewhere and dig it out of the Disney trash bin and DreamWorks yeah. too. Disney slash DreamWorks. <clears throat> I mean. And then, um, you know. Him and Arsenio pretty much was the main focus of the last movie, and right. here they kind of take a step back and let yep. the newer, more the newer introduced characters get yes. their time. You know, it's right. Shares the shares the limelight basically. Shares yes. screen time. Yeah, yeah. They're not. Yeah, it's Agreed. not on. It's not on them. It's it's shared. It's a shared. Yes. Experience. And so um, <clears throat> yeah. Very excited. I was. I will gladly watch this again. Like yeah. I will happily watch. It. I'll probably shoot. I'll probably watch it in the night. I ain't lying. Yeah. I just, I just really enjoyed it, and it's just fun. It's a great movie just to have on. It, it, uh, one thing that was cool, like he brought his baby mama <laughs> to yep. home to yep. live with him, and you know they could have had Lisa and Mary pretty much be at odds. Yeah. But because she's from Queens and Lisa's from Queens, yeah. it was good to see them have that that bond at the end instead of always being at odds or. You know, it's like this. Their marriage has been great. He brings this illegitimate son and this woman into my house. Crazy woman, <laughs> right? And uh, they could have had it be where, oh well, you know, we're we're not seeing eye to eye. So what's going on? You know, they could have focused on that. Um, there's a lot of different things they could have done, but um, it's just like you said, it's entertaining. It's a fun movie. It seemed like everybody had fun making it. Um. Had that good scene with um, oh, his dad at the end, yeah. where he kind of filled that role left behind from the king and just you know, yeah. give him that motive, extra motivation, pep talk on what to do. Yeah. And that was nice to see that, to see how they've grown together. You know, because before, yeah. you know, he didn't like the king at all. Right. right? But it show, this shows that, you know, this respect there now. Yeah. I like it. And then the McDowell brand is now in yes. Africa. <laughs> Mick I was like, Forby. all right, that's cool. Get you a McForby. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, we're different. We put our ingredients on the bottom. Our toppings on the bottom. Yes. It's different. You know what? John Amos looks amazing. Yes. I mean, he just, I'm like, he actually looks better here than he did in the first one 30 years ago. <laughs> uh, yes. And I do like the fact that, I don't know, <clears throat> I just now made the correlation during the one scene where they, you know, he's, Lavelle's having to learn all the different kings' names and everything, mm-hmm. and he can't remember one of them. He's running through all the J's, and he says Jimmy J.J. J. Walker. 
So I thought that was funny. Yes. Really like that one to John Amos and good times. <laughs> All right. So for me, I we've got two movies that I'm going to talk about. Um, so the first one I'm going to talk about is uh, one that we watched yesterday. Uh, York's been excited for. I was excited to watch with him called Monster Hunter, based on the video game Monster Hunter, is it World or Land? Yes, World. Monster Hunter World, thank you. Um, so, according to this, the when Lieutenant Artemis and her loyal soldiers are transported to a new world, they engage in a desperate battle for survival against enormous enemies with incredible powers. The feature film is based on the video game by Capcom, starring Mia Jovovich, directed by Paul W.S. Anderson, so basically, it's Resident Evil, but monsters, monsters. instead, but monsters instead of zombies. Uh, came out in theaters and then to uh, digital for you know like twenty dollars or whatever. Yeah. And now it's at Redbox, and so that's how we watched it. It's an hour and forty-three minutes long. I'm bringing in my special guest York because he actually played the game, so uh, he has more info as to. Basically, he has a better take on it than I'm going to be able to give because he uh, he's actually played the game and could talk talk more about how how the movie compares with the game. Hello. All right. Hello. So so York, how how do you feel that the how do you feel that the movie do you feel the movie was able to basically do you think it was a fairly accurate telling of of how the video game is yes like except for the whole like part with um artemis because like they just needed like a plot basically for like a reason for them to be there (laughs) and like a reason for like why they encounter everything do you feel that um how do you think the special effects were as it relates to the monsters from the game translating that to the movie very good. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Very simple. I thought you'd go expand more on it. Um, <laughs> what were your What are your thoughts on uh, on the movie? What do you think? You know, did you did you like it? What do you think they did good? What do you think they could have done better? If anything, they did really good. I really liked it. Um, they definitely did good on the special effects. They did a very good job, like recreating the creatures from the game. I know that because because before my dad called me in here, I was actually playing the game. Oh, okay. <laughs> so this is perfect. There you go. So it was very good. I liked it. Like, the only thing that I think they could have done better is in the game, there are, like, things that they leave around, like, mucus and, like, footprints and stuff. Okay. That, like, you can collect, and then it, like, shows you where, like, the monsters are. So I think what they could do is, like... Something like that. Okay, maybe for the next one, if there's a yeah. next one. There, there has to be, because they left it on a cliffhanger. Yes, much like the Resident Evil movies and how they always leave it open-ended. Yeah. you know, they, uh, they left this one as well open-ended for them to be able to make a sequel. Um, what did you think of the weaponry? Is it uh, is oh, yeah, it similar? Like the, yes, the exact same as it is in the games. Okay. Like literally the exact same. So they, what you're trying to say is they actually put a lot of they actually put a lot of good thought yes. into into um, trying to be sure this movie is actually fairly accurate to the game. Yes. 
Okay. Cool. Anything else you want to talk about uh, as it relates to the movie? Um. Do Do you think kids your age would you like this? Would oh like yeah, it? definitely. Whether they've played the game or not. Yeah. Okay. If they so. played the game, they'd probably enjoy it more. But like, even if you did it, then it would be really good. Okay. Cool. So thank you, you for sure. Recommend this. Yes. Okay. <laughs> All right. There you go. Ten year old likes it. So the movie also stars Tony Jaw uh, from like the Raid Raid Redemption. Yeah. Uh, actually, gets to use some martial arts in this as well. Ron Perlman's in it, so that's kind of cool. Uh, Ti's in it a little bit. It's fun. I mean, it's fine. It's a if you like the Resident Evil movies, you'll probably like this. Um, if you're an adult, if you're you know, or if you play the game as an yeah. adult, even you'll 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 like this because you'll like seeing how you like seeing the monsters from the game. You'll like seeing the weaponry and how they fight them. There are parts I don't quite understand. I don't think, and I don't think I had, it's because I don't play the game. I think it's just as a movie, there are parts I think that could have probably been taken out, but they left in and that's fine too. Yeah. Um, I wasn't, I honestly was not expecting much from this. Uh, I just wanted to watch it with him because you know, it's one I knew he'd been looking forward to, uh, to seeing, and you know, I'm really glad that we were able to watch it. Grayson said she liked it. Um, it wasn't too scary for her, but also she wasn't watching it, all of it. You know, she was right. on her phone or doing something else, so she wasn't fully engaged, but the parts that she did watch, she did like. So the fact that it didn't scare the six-year-old, I'm very happy with. Because <laughs> there are right. some scenes that are kind of, creepy and uh gross you know um because they're monsters and you know there's like a scorpion spider thing and it could be kind of creepy and it's in a cave and it's dark but they uh you know to try and build suspense and everything there's some things i'm like doesn't quite make sense but you know a lot of it could be just my lack of knowledge of the movie but then again you know when i watched Detective Pikachu, I didn't know very much. You know, I know some of the Pokemon, but I don't know much about it. Right. And I still enjoyed it quite a bit. But it also yeah. had more of a sense of humor of itself and uh, made it more for kids. This one's PG-13, so it's going to be more for that kind of teen or tween, you know, crowd and people that like that enjoy the Resident Evil movies because that's, I think, kind of who it's kind of... Uh, the target audience, I guess you could say. Uh, but overall, I mean, it's fun just to have on. It's fine just to have on. Uh, yeah. But you kind of have to like those kind of movies. Or sci-fi, I guess, is a good way to put it. Sci-fi fantasy movies. Um, it's Mia Jovovich. Most people that like her know what they're getting. I mean, to right. be honest. I mean, it's not going to... It's not going to surprise anybody. <laughs> you know, that's basically what I'm saying. It's like um, a reskinning of Resident Evil movies. <laughs> pretty much. I mean, it's it is what it is. You know, yeah. it, it is what it is. Um, but it's I mean, it's a good red box for sure. I wasn't. There's no way in hell I was paying twenty dollars for that movie to to rent it. No, no. If York really likes it and wants to watch it again, if iTunes puts it up for ten dollars, I'll buy it for him for ten dollars. But I'm not. Yeah. No, no. That red box was perfect <laughs> for this movie. Or if it comes to streaming, it'll be a good streaming movie. Um, yeah. But yeah, so that was Monster Hunter based on the game Monster Hunter World. 
so I ended up, I too needed a palate cleanser because I hadn't watched Coming to America yet. And I didn't know when I was going to have a chance. So I just went on Hulu and saw that the movie Boss Level had dropped with uh, Captain America's Frank Frank Grillo. He's also from the Purge, uh, election year Purge Anarchy movies. I don't know why. I always thought he was British, but he's not. He's from New York. <laughs> like, he's from upstate New York, I think. Yeah. Uh, what I read. Um, born in New York City, but grew up in upstate New York. There we go. He's he's the oldest of three. So, there you go. Um, usually doesn't have, like, most, a lot of his roles, he doesn't have, like, facial hair and, you know, his hairstyle differently. So, he looks fairly different, actually. But lately, you know, it's kind of keeping the same look, I guess, and across the board in his movies, I guess, kind of, I don't know if it's to make it, make his, his appearance seem like, oh, hey, it's the guy from these movies. Um, in the Captain American movies, he played, uh, he played uh, Brock Rumlow, also known as Crossbones. Um, in those movies, so, uh, so, Boss Level is a time loop movie. So we get our first time loop movie of the year, <laughs> I believe. No, I watched another one. What was the other time loop movie I just watched? It wasn't Palm Springs, but it was. I watched another one. I'm trying to remember what it was now. Uh, crap. Now I can't remember. That's annoying. Um, so basically, this movie is very basic in its premise. A retired Special Forces officer is trapped in a never-ending time loop on the day of his death. Very simple concept, obviously. Yeah. Uh, it says it came out last year, or it has a 2020 as the year, but it came out March 5th. Like, it just came out. Uh, it's on Hulu. It stars Frank Grillo as Roy Pulver and Mel Gibson as Colonel Clive Venter. Naomi Watts as Gemma Wells. Michelle Yeoh as I think Will Sasso is Brett. Uh, who else is in this? Oh, Dr. Ken, of course, because he's in everything. Uh, as chef, yeah, as Chef Jake. And um, oh, Quentin Rampage Jackson as the German win number two. Wait, hey, I got one thing. So Dr. Ken also played a chef in Tom and Jerry, but it was Ken, it was Chef Jackie. <laughs> Oh, that's bad. (laughs) Oh, that's bad. Uh, And Gronk, even Gronk was in this. Rob Gronkowski. But you wouldn't have never guessed it because he has no speaking roles. He just plays Gunner, which means basically he's a gunner of a helicopter. Uh, And once you start watching, you'll be like, oh, okay. And that's it. I mean, there's, yeah. (laughs) I, I don't know how or why, but he's in it. So, um. This movie is such uh, a mo- such a great movie to have on while you're doing stuff. Like it's, I mean, it, it's it's cheesy, but it's fun. I mean, it's a fun movie. It's a time loop movie. It's a time loop action movie. Don't. It's not one to put too much thought in. Just have fun watching. If you like time loop, if you like movies that occur in a time loop, then this one is a very Pat, I mean, it's it's entertaining. I enjoyed it. I mean, there's a lot of unnecessary language in it, I feel like. Because, um, you know, some movies just put 
some movies the language is in there and you're like okay you know it's just, is what it is this one just seems like they just put it in there just because like it, it just seems unnecessary like the amount of motherfuckers that are dropped in this movie i was just like this just didn't seem necessary like it just didn't seem you know there's times where you're like okay this movie could have been i mean it's rated tvma because it's on hulu yeah but in any other case this would be a rated r movie so when you see the TVMA for this movie, that doesn't mean like what your teenager. Will, I mean, don't want your like thirteen year old or younger watch it because it's TVMA. It's a rated R movie, and there's, I mean, there's decapitations and all kinds of stuff like that, violence wise. The blood's not like super bad, like it's not like a Tarantino Kill Bill kind of blood, right? But you know, but there's decapitations. There's you know people getting shot up all. the you know, and exploded in all kinds of manner. Um, it is a pretty violent movie, but it there is some humor in it, which mm-hmm. after saying everything about the violence, seems kind of odd saying that, but there is there is some funny parts in it. It's um, it's entertaining. I enjoyed it. I mean, I you know, would I watch it again? I don't know, maybe. Yeah. But it's it's something if you can't find anything else to watch, it's fine. and you like time loop movies, fine. I'll stick to Palm Springs as my time loop movie yeah. that I enjoyed the past most recently. Um, but yeah, it's 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 entertaining. You know, I wasn't asking for much, uh, so. But yeah, no, I liked it. Uh, it was it was fun. I like Frank Grillo as an actor. Um, you know, especially as an action. You know actor action actor yeah an actor yeah. that does a lot of action movies there we go so i'll watch you know watch almost anything he's in because i think he's got a good presence you know like a stage presence i guess if you will so sure. um so yeah so i i enjoyed it um it, it's not for kids or teen early teens maybe late high school and older maybe um there's no nudity but they're just the language more than language and violence more than anything. So, but, oh, I forgot that I, we got sidetracked, but, um, but yeah, like remember, like I was saying uh, earlier when we were talking about coming to America, was mm-hmm. there a movie that you felt that you were too young to watch? Like you saw and you're like, I don't think I'm old. I don't think I was old. I, I don't think I should have watched this. I don't think I was old enough to fully understand this got several yeah (laughs) um my mom and grandmother took me and my sister to see don't be a menace to south central that movie (laughs) yeah like the early moments when they're at the barbecue scene and there was a couple literally getting it on yeah i was like damn you know like i'm sitting here with my mom and grandmother we're watching this right um and then to keep in line with eddie murphy i actually saw his uh uh raw oh stand up I watched that, and I that was just a lot of kids though too, especially yeah. in the '80s. Yeah, so that I think that was one when it was on. It was it was on one of the premier channels. It was either Showtime, yeah. HBO. I watched it with my, you know, my everybody was there watching it. I was just like it was nothing, you know, it wasn't All right. But um, yeah, that was one looking back. That was for sure too young. <laughs> that that was like one of his more uh, explicit stand up. Um, but yeah, there's a couple others, but those are the two that just popped into my mind. When So for me, I think in most movies, and I, 
and I, we've talked we've talked before about a lot of movies that I've seen rated R movies that I've seen that I saw with my dad. Yeah. You know, just action movies and stuff like that. It's just what they're rated, you know. Mm-hmm. But we talked about that. We've never really gotten into. I've never really talked about some of the movies that I've watched with my mom that I was too young for. Most Mel, early Mel Brooks movies. Mm. Um, Blazing Saddles, I saw on TV, believe it or not. And I had it recorded on TV, so I had the TV edit. So it's not as... It's a little more suitable, but there's no way... I don't think there's any way you can get away with watching... With, with a network... With a... You know, with ABC or CBS or whoever, a network channel showing Blazing Saddles right now. I don't think there's any way you can do that. Right. <laughs> there's just like it just wouldn't happen. A movie like that would not be shown on network TV. Um, but we had that copy, and then we actually watched the original that had all the unedited stuff. And I was way too young to have seen or to even fully understand everything that was going on in that movie. Yeah. Like or much less appreciate everything that was going on. Same could be said for History of the World Part One. We rented that one; it was rated R, but we rented it because we've seen To Be or Not to Be, which is actually that's still one of my favorites of his. We had seen that one. We had seen Blades and Saddles, and I forgot uh, either producers or I think even Silent Movie. Um, so we rented that one. The very first scene is the caveman drawings, and then the caveman peeing on the drawings. My mom took that out. Took that right out of the VCR and hit it until it was time to return it. So I didn't see that one again until I was older. But then, which is probably good because the whole scene where they're where they're in the Roman times and it's and then you know he's asking one guy says, "Have you seen a pack of Trojans go by? Have you seen a pack of Trojans?" He's and the guy goes, "Shoot, I knew I forgot something." And then goes back into the I forgot what they call it, apothecary or pharmacy, you know, and. You know, fully understanding that joke. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, so, you know, movies like that, and I'm trying to think of what else, if there's anything else, but most movies, yeah, it was usually my, my dad's that I saw with, you know, either with his knowledge because he took us to go see him. Um, I, I think I was, pro- I still think I was probably old enough to see Tombstone because I was, I was a freshman in high school at that point, but still. Yeah, I think I was still. I think I was fine there, but yeah, you know, between the diehards and the and the Terminator movies that we watched, in Alien movies and everything else, but uh, definitely coming to America, I was too young to watch. But yeah, <laughs> but I turned out okay. Yeah, but I, um, but yeah, it's just something I kind of thought of, and I I did post that in our in our group page, so I'm, I can't wait to see uh, what kind of responses we get on that see what with other movies other people also uh feel that they were probably too young to have seen when they originally saw them yeah should have asked them to also list what age oh well that's all right no worries all right so trailers we have got uh i've got three one you've already posted about um but first we have Coming to uh, Netflix, I believe. Yep, coming to Netflix April 9th, Thunder Force with Melissa McCarthy and Octavia Spencer. In a world where supervillains are commonplace, two estranged childhood best friends reunite after one 
devises a treatment that gives them powers to protect their city. Written and directed by Ben Falcone, also known as, or Ben Falcone, who is Melissa McCarthy's husband. Uh, also starring Palm Clementif from Guardians of the Galaxy, Guardians of the Galaxy movies. Yeah. Uh, Mantis. Uh, Jason Bateman. Bobby Cannavale, which is great because he was in Super Intelligence with Melissa McCarthy. Uh, Melissa Leo. Sarah Baker. Uh, let's see who else. But yeah, uh, this looks fun. It looks silly. I'll probably, you know, I'm definitely going to watch it. It's PG-13, hour 45 minutes. Again, comes out April 9th. So that'll be fun. Thunder Force. <laughs> uh, next was the one that you uh, posted about. Um, that I'm also going to be very excited because I'm hoping they'll team up. <laughs> That's, there'll be a team up uh, series at some point. Uh, it's going to be Tom Clancy's Without Remorse, which granted is a, a TV show, but I don't care. I'm very excited, so I want to talk about it. Uh, John Clark, a Navy SEAL, goes on a path to avenge his wife's murder only to find himself inside of a larger conspiracy. Uh, comes out April 30th. To Prime Video. I mean, it doesn't really say that it's not a movie. That's actually a movie. Okay. Supposedly it's supposed to come to theaters too. I don't see a runtime, but I don't see an episode guide either. So, yeah. so I'm assuming it's going to be a movie starring Michael B. Jordan as John Kelly, Jamie Bell as Robert Ritter, Guy Pierce as Secretary Clay, um, Lauren London as Pam, Pam Kelly. So there's. Looks good though. I'm I'm <clears> down for it because I really want there to be a uh, like a a Tom Clancy universe where John Krasinski and Michael B. Jordan team up for like a Jack Ryan John Kelly super team. So you, you have a uh, one actor that played a version of Johnny Storm and one that could possibly be playing him in the future. <laughs> yes. 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 That too. And then you have uh, Jody Turner Smith also. Oh, okay. Thank you. From Queen and Slim. Oh, yeah, from Queen and Slim as Karen Greer. Thank you. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so that looks great. I'm, I'm on board. Sign me up. Sign me Man, up. but the part in the trailer when he lit the car on fire, got in the back seat, started asking for names, I'm like, yep, I'm watching this. Yep, <laughs> exactly. That badass. <laughs> yeah. All right, I'm there. Well, it's got to be Jordan, so I'm already there. Yeah. I don't even care. I don't care. I'm watching. Um, then... Lastly, we have uh, a movie that could go either way <laughs> called Voyagers. A crew of astronauts on a multi-generational mission descend into paranoia and madness, not knowing what is real or not. Starring Colin Farrell as Richard, Ty Sheridan as Christopher, uh, Lily Rose Depp as Sila. That would be Johnny Depp's daughter that's been in the... Uh, was in... Uh, I guess, was she in Tusk? I can't remember. But Yoga Hosers. She was in Yoga Hosers. That's what it was. Um, so, yeah. And I don't really know a whole lot of other people in, in this movie. But it's directed by Neil Berger. It's going to be coming out April 9th. PG-13, hour and 48 minutes long. Looks interesting. Sounds like an interesting concept. We'll see what 
let's see how it executes. And that's all I got for this week. Um, Friday we have uh, Friday. I know yesterday comes out, so good family movie. If you're looking for something for family movie night, that'll be out on Netflix this Friday. Then the next Friday, it's big day because we'll finally have the Snyder Cut release and Falcon and Winter Soldier. So, bum bum bum, very exciting. Plus our Grayson's <clears throat> last competition for a while. Also. Uh, Cherry from with Tom Holland oh, yeah. comes out this week, and then this, this and then this past week had um, Chaos Walking come out. This oh, past Friday also. Oof. I hadn't watched it, but that came Bruh. out. Right, watch it. It goes twenty five percent. All right, maybe that's why I had whatever. <laughs> maybe that's why I went able to check it out. They said we can't leave, we can't push this out. Yeah. I don't know. That's but yeah. I just I happened to come across that. I meant to tell you. Yeah. yeah. 25% or I, yeah 25 it went 22 but yeah 25% Ooh, that's not good for at all. a very hyped up movie <laughs> didn't yeah but yeah I'll probably watch that too though yeah hmm. oh well at least no no going into kind of <laughs> yeah yeah we should know ahead of time that may not be for everybody yeah or anybody <laughs> but I guess we'll see just because the critics don't like it doesn't mean uh, the audience won't, so... That is true. True. Because we all have guilty pleasures, so... Well, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Oh, mercy. Alright, man. That's about all I got. Same. Alright, cool. Alright, and uh, I guess for myself, and for my good friend Patrick, we will see y'all next week. Or talk to y'all next week. Whichever. Yeah, sometime Some, in the future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. something <laughs> like that. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed our show and have a moment, please rate and review. It helps us out a lot. Also, recommend us to someone that enjoys movies or also has kids. You can find us on Twitter at PA Movie Podcast and on Instagram at Parental underscore advisory underscore movie underscore pod. Be sure to join our Facebook group, Parental Advisory Movie Podcast, and join in on the fun.